When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You want to know what happened in the last 24 hours in Vikings land? There's a lot. For more Kirk Cousins quarterback talk to training camp preppers and who to look for and what rookies might step up. That's going to be cool. Plus, we're looking at other things today. Possibly a new throwback uniform. Oh, please let that happen. All that today on your Vikings Daily Opener. Next. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener this day, Tuesday, July 18th, 2023, and we are only 54 days away from the Vikings season opener and a week away from rookies reporting to camp. Woohoo! Hey, we're going to review what happened in the last 24 hours and what people have been talking about. We're going to start off with... My good friend, Savion Mixon, over on the Vikings Wire, he wrote a piece called NFL Personnel Don't View Kirk Cousins as a Top 10 Quarterback. Oh, why not? Let's find out. Savion Mixon discussed the recent ranking of NFL quarterbacks and specifically how Kirk Cousins fared. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, Cousins didn't make the top 10, but he did receive honorable mention. Good for him. This news may come as a disappointment to some Vikings fans, but there are still many reasons to be optimistic about Cousins' play. In recent years, Cousins has steadily climbed up the rankings as more of a top 10 threat than a middle-of-the-road passer. Some of that may be because some legendary passers retired. Others, because he's actually improved. Among active NFL quarterbacks, Cousins has the fourth highest number of passing yards over the past three seasons. And he's coming off back-to-back Pro Bowl campaigns. While some may poke holes in his game, an AFC executive praises Cousins' talent and accuracy and ability to win games. Further, Cousins has developed a strong connection with wide receiver Justin Jefferson. The elite duo work well together because Cousins doesn't overthink it and simply feeds Jefferson the ball, except for fourth and eight. Grumble, grumble. Nearly 30% of the Vikings passing targets in the past two seasons have gone to Jefferson. Sounds like a Randy ratio. 
and they will continue to be a dominant force on the field. Tyler Fornis, a writer over at Vikings Wire and one of Vikings First and Skull's founders, ranked Cousins number 11 on his list of starting quarterbacks in his third tier, the really good but not great tier. While Cousins may not have cracked the top 10, he has proven to be a reliable and skilled player on the field. If he continues to build on the chemistry with Jefferson, he may have a chance moving up in the rankings in this upcoming season. And I would add, continue to build with the chemistry with Kevin O'Connell as well. So while it may be a disappointing news that Cousins didn't make the top 10, there are still many reasons to be optimistic about his future performance. In the next piece, everybody's sports dad, Mr. Judd Zolgad, writes, If Kirk Cousins can remove doubt from his mind, QB can take an important step. First up, Judd Zolgad is taking a closer look at the latest episodes of the Netflix docuseries, Quarterback, featuring Kirk Cousins. While Patrick Mahomes may be the most competitive quarterback on the show, Cousins comes across as the most likable. We got an inside look into the 2022 season on and off the field, and it's clear he's a hard and diligent worker when it comes to his profession, as well as a good husband and father away from football. His excitement about bringing his five-year-old son Cooper into the locker room after the Vikings' historic comeback win over the Colts last December was a sweet moment that showed us a different side of Cousins. However, one thing we saw from Cousins on the show was the confirmation of how difficult it can be for him to let himself enjoy success and not focus on failure. That's where coach Kevin O'Connell comes in as he attempts to coach the negative out of the veteran quarterback. O'Connell, a former quarterback himself, is wired more like a successful quarterback than Cousins. As coach, O'Connell must think of worst-case scenarios, but what he doesn't do is allow those thoughts to affect his approach with the players. That's especially true with Cousins. As we head into the 2023 season, O'Connell will be looking for Cousins to put mistakes behind him more quickly and be willing to let his coach help him more often. If Cousins can lose that doubt in his mind, the soon-to-be 35-year-old could take an important step. It's clear that O'Connell's approach makes sense, given the fact that he knows how difficult Cousins is going to be on himself and doesn't want to add to the potential of Cousins overthinking more than he already does. None of this is meant as a criticism of Cousins. There is far more to like about him in quarterback than there is to pick apart. We get an inside look at just how beat up Cousins was last season, especially with the rib injury, and yet has never missed a start due to injury since taking over as a starter back in 2015 in Washington. Cousins did sit out one regular season game, the finale in 2019, after the Vikings had a playoff spot wrapped up, and he also missed one game late in 2021 after testing positive for COVID-19, but he's missed none due to injury. Some of Cousins' stats might have decreased last season, 
and he threw a career-high 14 picks. But he also tied the NFL record by leading eight fourth-quarter comebacks and was the starting quarterback for a team that went from 8-9 and nine to 13-4 and four and won the NFC North before being eliminated in the first round by the New York Giants. As we look ahead to the 2023 season, the Vikings will be looking for Cousins to continue to improve and take the team to new heights. With O'Connell on his side, there's no doubt that Cousins has the potential to be one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Judd, from your lips to Odin's ears, let it be so. Our next piece, still sticking over on the Vikings wire, this one written by Tyler Fornis himself. Five under-the-radar Vikings players to watch on offense at training camp. Tyler writes how the Minnesota Vikings are getting ready to start their training camp next week, and rookies report to training camp on July 23rd, with the veterans reporting on the 25th. Training camp will be a very interesting for the Vikings this year, as they build upon that 13-4 and season Judd talked about from last year. After the starting unit, there's a lot of intrigue as to what we are going to see in 2023. Going into training camp, we've identified five offensive players that are flying under the radar a bit that could make some noise in August. First up, we have tight end Josh Oliver, who is projected to be utilized more in the 12 personnel setup this season, and we expect more 12 personnel. The choice to do so is rooted in the lack of success in last year's running game. Oliver comes over from the Baltimore Ravens, where he transformed into a really talented run-blocking tight end. The real intrigue here is whether Oliver is now a complete package, not only can catch but block, and can help the Vikings take advantage of any team that's playing in their base defense. Next, we have running back Ty Chandler who has the size and versatility to be an effective running back on all three downs, along with real explosiveness. His wrist injury midway through the season prevented him from a breakout, but the one area that will give him the most opportunities is on third down, where Chandler can pass block better than anyone else in the room. I can't wait to see that. Third on our list is center Alan Ali, who is an intriguing player on the interior. Standing six foot six, he is larger than the normal center, and he has some experience playing guard as well. The ability to play multiple spots is valuable, and something Austin Schlotman doesn't have. Ali has a real chance to make the team with a good training camp. Fourth, we have a wide receiver, Jalen Naylor. After Justin Jefferson, there is no certainty in the hierarchy. K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison are likely wide receiver two and wide receiver three. But after that, there's a lot of question marks. Naylor was the only wide receiver selected in the 2022 draft by the Vikings. And wide receivers coach Keenan McCardell was part of getting him signed and was pounding the table for him. So it's going to be interesting to see if Naylor steps up and earns himself you know, a big spot in the rotation when it comes to play calls. We wish him luck. We hope he does step up. The more, the better. Our next piece, still sticking over on Vikings Wire, this one written by Savion Mixon, 
Jaqueline Roy recognized as potential rookie impact player by ESPN. As you may already know, the NFL Draft is an annual event that provides an opportunity for teams to pick new players. In this year's draft, the Minnesota Vikings select LSU defensive tackle Jaqueline Roy. And now ESPN analyst Louis Riddick has recognized Roy as a potential rookie impact player for the Vikings in the upcoming season. In his exercise to pick his favorite non-first-round selections in the latest draft, Riddick chose Roy as a potential impact player for the Vikings. Riddick had a good track record of identifying players who can make a difference and demonstrated by his pick of Ed Ingram for the Vikings last season. While Ingram didn't have the best rookie campaign, he showed improvement as the year went on, and he did win the spot. So it's fair to say that Riddick knows what he's talking about. Roy is a versatile player who has the ability to play in multiple positions on the defensive line. He can play at 5-tech or all the way down to 0-tech at the nose, which gives Vikings defensive coordinator Brian Flores many options in terms how to use him. With the power and the strength that Roy possesses, he can have an immediate impact on the interior. If you don't believe me, ask Viking Wire's own Tyler Fornis, who praises Roy's ability to attack the quarterback. Roy's potential impact on the Vikings' defense is significant, especially given the recent struggles in the area. With Flores at the helm, we can expect much more aggressive style play from every level on the defense. And it starts up front with Roy. The Vikings have been searching for a dominant defensive tackle for a while now. And Roy could be the answer to their prayers. And I looked at his pass pressure rate. How many pressures does he get per pass rush? Believe it or not, Roy's pretty damn good in college at that. Not great, but good. And so I expect to see Roy come up and step up in this defense, and we should see it probably pretty early. It's going to be interesting to watch. So Vikings fans, get ready for some fireworks this season. Jaqueline Roy is a player to watch, and we can't wait to see what he can do on the field. That makes all of us. It's that time in the show where I need to refill my coffee. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Our next piece by Tyler, players with the most to prove in training camp. He was on Purple Daily on draft yesterday, the podcast done by Score North. In the episode, the guys discussed the players with the most to prove in training camp. As training camp approaches, there are plenty of players that have a lot to prove. In his first draft, general manager Quasi Adolfo Mensa selected 10 players without great results initially. While it's normal to take a season to develop, it's time for them to take that major step forward. The hosts, Tyler Fornis, Thor Nystrom, and producer Declan Goff, were discussing the players that need to take that step forward this season and have the most approved in training camp. They also will be answering multiple listener questions about quarterbacks, Nystrom's Iowa Hawkeyes, and Lewis Seen's future. It was a good show. Be sure to bring it up on your podcast aggregator or go find it over on Purple Daily YouTube. And of course, it was from Score North. Now to our next piece of news that just hit live as I'm recording this. But yesterday, 
Christopher Gates over on the Daily Norseman wrote, are the Vikings finally bringing back throwback uniforms this season? Today's opener brings exciting news for you. Yes, they are. They're bringing back the uniforms that everybody loves, the throwbacks. The Vikings may be bringing back some of the old school flair to their uniforms this season, and they will. According to a tweet from Cappy Cam, there was to be an exclusive event featuring running back C.J. Ham and Hall of Famer Fran Tarkington that took place at noon today. And as I'm recording it, it has already taken place. The speculation is running wild that the Vikings will announce the return of the beloved Purple People Eater era uniforms. And they have. Yeah, baby. It's been quite a long time since the Minnesota Vikings wore old school numbers that many still associate with the team. The team hasn't worn these throwback uniforms since 2011. But with other teams announcing their own throwback uniform games and uniforms for the upcoming season, it's possible the Vikings will join in the fun. And they have. Woohoo! While the NFL uniform rules have made using throwback uniforms more difficult in recent years, it all comes down to the helmet laws, some teams have found an occasion to wear them. The Vikings have resisted. But that may change soon. It did. The last time the Vikings went to a throwback uniform was more than a decade ago and two stadiums ago for the Purple. You can see the picture from that game in the article that Chris posted yesterday. It was from the 2011 contest at the Metrodome when the Vikings hosted the Green Bay Packers. It was the first start for a quarterback whose name will not be mentioned due to potential meltdowns by some fans. And the Vikings fell in that game with a final score of 33 to 27. We have not seen the classic uniform since. We will this season. We know the Vikings week one opponents is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to be bringing back their creamsicle look this year. But will they for week one? I'm hearing not. But the Vikings will be bringing back this classic look for week one in the opener. Yeah, baby. It looks, it's a beautiful, beautiful uniform. Think of 1962 Fran Tarkenton, only move those stripes up and put the numbers up on the shoulders, and that's what you've got. It is nice. The stripes down the pants are wider. They're going with the old school horn, which goes further back on the helmet, and they're going with the gray face masks. It is a classic look. So much so, they even call it the classic. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I need to get myself one as soon as possible. Love this news from the Vikings. You all rock. Speaking of the opener, it's just 54 days away, so you know what that means. We're going to dive into Vikings history to look at all the players that have worn number 54. And there's a few standouts in the crowd. Several notable players have worn this number, including Fred McNeil, Eric Kendricks, and Jasper Brinkley. Each of these players made significant contributions to the Vikings' success throughout their careers. McNeil, a first-round draft pick back in 1974, who wore that classic uniform, spent his entire nine-year NFL career with the Vikings. He was 
a key player in the team's fame, Purple People Eaters defense, the late stages of it, and showcased his athleticism, speed, and excellent tackling skills. McNeil's ability to rush the passer and drop into coverage contributed to the team's success during his tenure. He played in two Super Bowls, the latter two, the one against the Steelers and the one against the Raiders, and was known for his competitiveness and determination both on and off the field. Unfortunately, McNeil's football career was cut short due to a neck injury there at the end. After retiring from the NFL, he pursued a law degree and became an attorney advocating for former players with brain injuries and promoting player safety. He was key to that. Turned out he was the only living player diagnosed with CTE, and he also succumbed to, I think it was Luke Gehrig's disease, and all of that could be attributed to the helmets and how players took hits back in the day. Kendricks is a second-round pick in 2015. Eric established himself as one of the league's top linebackers and the best Vikings player to wear number 54. His athleticism, instincts, and exceptional tackling ability made him a standout. He has consistently been recognized for his exceptional play, including being named to the Pro Bowl and earning All-Pro honors. Kendrick's versatility in both run defense and pass coverage has made him a key factor in the Vikings' defensive schemes, especially under the Mike Zimmer defense. His ability to make impactful plays all over the field had solidified his status as one of the premier coverage linebackers in the NFL. He also went on to do a bunch of things off the field that have benefited Minnesotans and people across the board. As we all know, he was released this season and will play for the Chargers. We wish him luck. Brinkley, who wore the number 54 from 2009 to 2014, was another standout player for the Vikings. He played a key role in the team's defense during his tenure. Brinkley's contributions helped the Vikings reach the playoffs in 2009 and 2012. Presently, outside linebacker Curtis Weaver wears the number 54. He is a third-year player that was drafted by the Dolphins, then moved to the Browns last season. He was a practice squatter, and he played with Alexander Madison and Ezra Cleveland at Boise State. We wish him luck. Hopefully, he takes that next step. The light switch goes on, and he becomes a force. In summary, the number 54 has been worn by several standout players throughout Vikings history, from McNeil's athleticism and competitiveness to Kendrick's exceptional skills and versatility. These players have left their mark on the team's success. As we prepare for the upcoming season, we look forward to seeing the current player, Curtis Weaver, wearing the number 54, and if he can make his own contribution to the team's success. That's it for number 54. There were some other good ones there, too, but those were the highlights. Now, for today on Vikings First and Skull, what have we got? We released a podcast this morning by Justin Day talking about the Dalvin Cook $7 million offer sitting on the table and how ludicrous that sounds. Check that out. You'll have this one, Vikings Daily Opener, here shortly. And tonight, 
because Tyler did not have the real Forno show last night due to picking up a new friend for Odie named Declare. We're going to have a Tuesday version of the real Forno show where we're going to be talking about interior defensive linemen. Uh, you get me all excited talking about linemen already. So join us tonight at 6 p.m. Central for that show live over on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page. This has been Dave Stefano from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener on this day, Tuesday, July 18th, 2023, and training camp is on the way. What do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production.